0: I've been blessed by the opportunities that have been presented to me. For the past 30 years as a consultant, as an evaluator, and as a researcher, I've observed over 2,000 mathematics classes from kindergarten to calculus. I've marveled at a fourth-grade teacher who artfully used the explanations of her students to summarize and assess the key understanding that emerged from a rotation through four fraction activity stations. I've been in awe of middle school teachers whose planning and classroom management routines kept students thoroughly engaged in mathematical thinking for 47 uninterrupted minutes. And I've been wowed by the diversity of approaches to solving a problem that is cultivated in classes that tangibly value multiple ways of thinking. But I've also seen hundreds of missed opportunities and less than stellar lessons. I once watched a teacher direct the students to copy 15-word problems out of their textbook, a task that consumed all 42 minutes of class time. I've seen lessons where it was patently obvious that the teacher had not worked out the well-chosen problems the night before and had no idea what opportunities and stumbling blocks lay in the path to getting the right answer and I've observed many lessons where so much time was essentially wasted going over the correct answers to homework problems that not enough time remained to address the day's new content effectively. In other words, I've been given a rich repository of data from which to extract and synthesize what appears to work and what appears to make a difference. We've all heard that, quote, the most important variable in determining the quality of education is the teacher." Of course that's true. But the next and far more important message is that it's instruction, what teachers actually do to present mathematical ideas and to structure learning that makes all the difference. The perspective I take is that increasing calls for greater accountability and the pressures of high-stakes testing to say nothing of our own personal, professional expectations require us to do something that as a society we've never before accomplished. Taking this body of knowledge and skills called mathematics and presenting it in ways that result in all or nearly all students being successful. We know that this goal cannot be met by continuing to do what we've always done. We know the traditional and typical approaches rarely work for more than half of our students. We know we can't sprinkle in the same mathematics more gently or with bigger smiles or pound it in harder and say it louder and expect things to be different. We know that moving faster and mandating more and more mathematics earlier and earlier only exacerbate the problem for many. But most of all, We know that the only way we'll achieve our goal of broader and deeper mathematical literacy is by changing some of what we expect students to learn and a lot of how we go about teaching it. In other words, the goal of more math for more students is inextricably linked to teaching the math in distinctly different ways from how we were taught. The good news is that we've got clear answers on how to do this. There are ways of shifting instructional practice that enhance our productivity and our effectiveness. This audiobook focuses on exactly those shifts and strategies that make a difference and guides the provision of exactly the high-quality mathematics instruction that can and does work for far more students.